0: Back to a special, special episode of the Sheps and Preds podcast. This one is a Movies with Morons throwback. We did one of these last year, and I think it went so great. The fans loved it so much that we're bringing it back. So it's just Tyler and I. We're uh, got a little two-hander coming for you. The boys are recovering from our big uh, Europe trip, so uh, it was great. Uh, Tyler, thank you for holding down the fort. We had some good laughs um, reviewing the pod, uh, <laughs> the, one, <laughs> the solo pod before it went out. Um, and uh, yeah, so great work. Uh, how did you feel doing it, was- it solo?
1: Uh, I'll be honest. It was pr- I, I, the I I did re- like start recording once, and I, I actually called it the three P pod. to start so, I, so You may have seen the second recording, and then like, I did see. Yep, I did call the three P pod, and I just I went, darn, darn it, darn, <laughs> and I did it again. Uh, I think it's you the thing is you have to fill the air, and if you're just if any like pauses, you just realize that nobody is talking, and then when you have four people in a pod, like there really there's no gaps, which is good, people are listening, and they don't want gaps. so I tried <laughs> to make as little dead space as possible because sometimes I wanted to look something up or you know there's like, ah, I don't want to waste your time here. so I think it went well. I think I, getting it under half an hour was the was the key the key bit like if you're gonna do a solo pod cannot go cannot go more than half an hour no, sir, certainly not uh, but yeah it's, uh, movies with morons we're back if some is good more is better the fans ask for it the fans get it this is a fan this is a fan driven pod absolutely I've, I've said it all along uh, we, we we aim to please absolutely so today what we've got
0: for the fans is we've got a special pred. which week? Will the Elks get their first win of the season? Now okay. we're recording this on Thursday, so the Elks have just lost on
1: a terrible, terrible Rouge. Helpless, unfor- unfor- unforgivable. CJ Sims, t- take take a seat. My word, um, <laughs> the 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 American caught at the wrong place at the wrong time. Situation. Ugh! What do you get? you absolutely hate to see it? Uh, John, our condolences. Just (laughs) it's it's a hapless situation. I mean, I when's the last time Edmonton won in Saskatchewan?
0: Oh, I mean, I don't know if they won last year, but um, I mean, it's just been it's just been a long slog. Just a long, and without you know, last we we've talked about this for two years now, and I think finally they're starting to turn the corner, but with. Ottawa. There were always flashes of, okay, that's that's good with Toronto even when they were down. Okay. This AJ Ouellette, that this is going to be a good player. Like there're always flashes. There's nothing corny, terrible, game losing. That's too mean. But anyways, game losing interception. Kevin Brown had something like uh 30 yards of on the ground. It's just not it's just not there. Defense obviously was pretty good. Held the, uh, the Weird, Saskatchewan Roughriders to to twelve points. But weirdly,
1: the, the the defense against Saskatchewan twice this season has played well. They've let up yeah. seventeen so points and twelve points.
0: That would be their you know, um, their bright spot is their defense is okay, but it's
1: it's tough. <laughs> the offense, don't worry. The offense does everything it can to 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 mess that all up. I mean, <laughs> ah. Yeah. Uh, uh. You just, you, I think it's, I mean, the CJ Sims thing, I'm sorry, that's coaching. I mean, you in that situation, totally. you got, you got to say, guys, I mean, we're just a tie game. Like we can go win this with the, with the field goal or rouge. Just don't, don't, don't let the kick, don't let this kickoff go, sit in the end zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's something that you have to train them, you know, train new players in, uh, in, in, training camp and in practice, but that's also something like your special teams coach needs to be with his returners and say, okay, guys, remember, Rouge loses the game. We got to get out of the end zone no matter what. Um, and th- that conversation obviously wasn't had or, you know, and maybe it, it seems obvious that it wasn't. I mean, it just can't happen if the conversation is had but there's always it was a crazy
1: chance that it was amazing i mean just in
0: the middle of the heat of battle you just you (laughs) freeze
1: but it was amazing he let it roll on the ground, like and let the let the the uh, let Saskatchewan kind of like run, like like, a, like he was like a, gonna down a punt or something, and didn't want to pick it and didn't want to pick it up, and he just picked it up kind of last second and took a knee. It's simply amazing. Like he was gaining field position or something by letting it roll. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing. It's it's the low light of this of any teams this season. I think is that play. The, I thought the Jake Mayer interception right at the at the door, at the doorstep last week against Saskatchewan in overtime, uh, to, to seal the loss at home, uh, in the middle of their comeback was like the kind of like low light of a team this season. I think this has got to be just what a, what a kick in the Johnson. You lose, you get smashed by Ottawa the last week. Uh, the team that, you know, is also really struggling. You get, and you get smushed and then you, you kind of, kind of play well enough to to, it looks like to win this game up by eight with one minute left and then you just you just let it slip away all within i don't know ten five seconds of game game time it's just oh man i don't know i I, edmonton really is a sad story because i remember when we when we came back from the pandemic um the the first season back john was so hyped on on edmonton he was so hyped that i believed in edmonton like you he, he i think you were too you guys convinced me that Edmonton was going to be good in that in that 20- you just,
0: have, just have you just like to have fun we just we have like to have fun but, we like but to actually in our I guys. think he
1: I think he believed it I think who was the quarterback to start the twenty one season for them? Do you remember? I have no idea. We're going to get that for you before the end of the pod, but I I feel like John was so hyped on this player and the Elks, and then just over the proceeding was it
0: not T. Harris? Was it T. Harris? Or he got traded to?
1: Okay, looking back, oh my gosh! Looking back, why did they get rid of T. Harris? That was just... uh,
0: that I I have been
1: stumping for years. What a what a mess! That was the James Wilder. He was down for a little a, bit. James Wilder Jr. Down. had a good, good team that year. Who in the? It's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, they went three and eleven that season, and I was just that was the slop season, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um. uh Looking back on it though, it's funny because it, they beat Calgary, BC, and Toronto, and you're like, those are the teams that they beat that season. Oh no, Arbuckle. <laughs> Nick Arbuckle, Arbuckle was, yeah. yeah, and Dakota Cup was sitting there, in the third. yeah, I mean Cornelius has been there through. I mean D- Taylor Cornelius, I, I kind of feel bad for him in some way. You know, uh, did Gino play this game? I don't think Gino played this game. Right? Is Gino just gonna? Is Gino just gonna sit? He's just, he's gonna, is he just going to milk this injury? I don't know. I think I would. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh,
0: sorry. Harris did start the 2021 season.
1: Okay, so he did. I got injured, came back. Uh, Harris started the
0: first four games, uh, put on the injured list after after game five or maybe after game four, uh, activated a few weeks later, um,
1: replaced by Cornelius. Uh, and then yeah. and you just look at this t- you look at okay I'm looking at the, trading,
0: yeah, traded midway through the season
1: I'm looking at the roster from 21 so we had Harris so they had uh, Matthew Betts who had the three sacks against Winnipeg was on that team on the D-line so he's gone he's at he's a BC dominating uh, they had Greg Ellenson they had James Wilder I mean they had <laughs> they let it all get away from them I mean they're getting their roster's getting worse other than adding Gino. It's crazy. Yep. No, it's getting worse. Their roster's it's actually really worse. gotten worse to so they had a bad, they went 3 and 11 and then they reiterated last year they were just as bad and then this year they just seem even worse. So they've yeah. actually they've actually reg- like, since the pandemic just regressed even worse each season. It's I think what happened is they they're actually just as good as they were in the in 2021, but the other teams are now better.
0: Well, no, I, I think they have regressed. I mean, their, their team, uh, part of it was they never had new talent that really excelled. Every other team has had at least one young player. Mm. We think of shown, uh Emilius this year, um, KSB, like these types of guys that have, have stepped up. But if you look at the 21 roster, um, Greg Ellingson is still playing, and he's playing well, but he's injured right now. Darrell Walker has has unfortunately fallen off. Or Monty Edwards is is out of the league now. Um Mike Jones just uh, you know <laughs> has, has fallen off. Gosh, I love James when that guy's Wilder. name comes up in this pod. <laughs> I know. Um he uh you know James Wilder currently not in yeah, not in the league. Um so it's just it, and they never replace them, right? So Taylor Cornelius has been a starting quarterback on the Elks for two and a half seasons now, like right? two seasons. So half of one season, a full season, and then um, you know the start of another. They've not really replaced a uh, top-flight RB. We've talked about RBs being down just league-wide. There's a not a. <laughs> certainly not a glut. Some would say a dearth of. Uh, RBs, but yeah, there's, but there is definitely. There's some, there's there's some, there's some some better
1: RB depth this season, I think, than, than, than there has been. Teams are running the ball more than they did last season. Thankfully, it's actually made for better offenses, like higher scoring, weirdly. Um, but yeah, what a, yeah, I mean, you look at the roster last year is also kind of, they, they seem to do this one thing. They seem to go, go get a, a big, a big name CFL receiver. So last year, Kenny Lawler you know get yeah. him get him from Winnipeg uh he comes and plays one season goes back to Winnipeg don't blame him for wanting to go back uh, and then this year it's Gino Gino comes in we should
0: say Steven Dunbar although who was they also picked up so they do it they
1: have added a couple um and they have nobody I mean yeah I guess I guess it all I mean I know I know we did an episode about that but not, but not in, about, a, in a meaningful way yeah we talked about what like uh which team we we could blame like non quarterback stuff on but you know it's it's almost like the front office here is just like delusional like let's go get let's go get these offensive weapons and then have nobody to get them the ball or like how are we going to actually use them uh, just yeah okay now now we've, we've done we've kind of i don't want to drag the elves too much because it's just kind of a sad situation they are a great fan franchise uh they rebranded and you know and that, and that some of these idiots on twitter are just uh, you know, if they just it's because they're not the Eskimos anymore that they're not any good. It, like, I mean, just absurd, like absurd, like commentary about how if they just kept the Eskimos name, they would be not terrible at, at football right now. I just, uh, just kind of that's that's the point we've gotten to the Elks. It's 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 a meme team. Um, they're getting memed. They're getting memed now. They're just becoming memes on on Twitter. So. Um, yeah, let's just hope they figure it out. I, I don't have any f- faith and confidence that they will, but uh, let's hope. So Matt, yeah. you and well, I let's
0: let's get down to brass tacks. When yeah. will the Elks win
1: a game? Honestly, not anytime soon. Uh, Give me a week. I'm kind of stuck. Do I do I go? I don't know what Jeremiah Sol is going to look like. I I just can't. I maybe the tie cats. Maybe tie Ticats cats
0: week seven. Or... Tie
1: cats is no, uh, uh, sorry, they're not they Ty- they're not winning next week. I'm sorry. cats next week. They're so not
0: tie the cats next week, and they've got the tie cats in <sighs> Hamilton uh, and uh, week eleven. I,
1: I don't think they win next week. It's tie cats at home, which is probably even worse for them. Um, then they Truly. Play the, then they play the bombers and the Lions that and then bombers again. so that's that's L. Uh, then we've got then, then. there's two games in a row that you think maybe, which is, tie cats away, red blacks at home, August 18th and August 28th. You know, I'm gonna go. God, they got they got smashed by Ottawa. Ottawa was looking terrible. Ottawa's was good. Ottawa was. Yeah, about Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa was fine. You know, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. They've played Saskatchewan. Close twice now, I'm gonna give them a Saskatchewan win on 16th of September. I don't know what week that is. Uh, it's it's the fifth. Oh week. my god! I'm gonna give <laughs> week I'm, 15. I'm gonna give them Saskatchewan. I'm giving them a week 15 win against Sketch. Oh god! Simply, simply just based off the fact that that's the only team they've played close. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, yeah, they're five games in. They're five, and they're five games in. They lost to them by four and lost to them by one. Smashed
0: by Ottawa.
1: S- smashed by... I mean, the really, that Argos game wasn't close. There's was some garbage time points scored with yeah. the Elks at the end, but that was not close. The The, the Lions game was clear. Like, obviously not okay. close. I think you're that's... You're calling the shot.
0: Week 15.
1: No. Week 15. Week 15. Riders. In Regina. Riders. In Regina.
0: Okay. That is very dire. I think it's dire, but I don't, I don't think it's quite that dire. I'm calling it week 11 in the hammer. They're okay. playing them next week in at, 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 in Edmonton at Commonwealth. I think they lose that game. The home loss streak continues, but they go into Hamilton, get it done. Um, Hamilton, obviously, is, is looking uh, shaky behind Bo Levi, which uh, obviously many of us did not expect um 12 points in week three, 14 points in week two, and they had a huge game against uh, Winnipeg, but we'll see. Winnipeg now is impossible to track. So I'm saying week 11, Edmonton beats Hamilton in the
1: hammer. So 18th of August. okay, I've got them all the way into September with 17th without, without a win. Um okay, 17. sorry. Yeah, I'm, my, my my laptop is in your is in the is in the Central European time zone, so that's for, for me. For me if they're winning it's on the eighteenth.
0: Well good. Okay, awesome. So let's jump right into we got a little power rankings.
1: Yeah, we're gonna go we'll, we'll, we'll go rapid fire on the power rankings. Okay. Uh, so why, don't, let's, yeah, let's, why don't you do your uh, bottom three. bottom three? Yeah, good. I'm going I'm going elks tie cats i want to do stampeders but i'm going to do the red blacks because their only win is against the elks
0: okay i was i've got calgary number seven um yeah i mean the calgary feels like they should be better than one and two but
1: they are one and two i'm giving calgary benefit of the (laughs) doubt and and i of course i'm going to give them the benefit doubt i have all year but the the one the, the loss at home on the comeback, they had an interception that hit some I talked about last it lot, so hit somebody's foot. Just like silly stuff. And then, you know, they, they played good against the Red Blacks and then they score. I mean, now that we know how good the BC defense is, they actually played all right. Fifteen to twenty five really doesn't look like now that we know what B C is, it doesn't look that bad. I, I gotta see them lose to like a bad team first before I can dump them into the bottom three. Because Kemp, fair I mean, I can't put Ottawa ahead of them. I mean, they beat Ottawa at Ottawa. I can't I can't in good faith put Ottawa ahead of them. Now, the only reason I'll say this, if you take into account the injury situation, that may put them in the seventh. I didn't. I'm just going purely off of how I feel the results have gone. So, yeah. But when you take into account the players that they've lost... Malik, Wait, Tyler,
0: that was three weeks ago.
1: Malik Henry, uh, <laughs> Kadeem Carey. It's just... Uh, it's not a...
0: I mean, even Bagleton. Yeah, Bagleton, I mean, that, that's Bagleton. what i That <laughs> Just, I think that Ottawa Masoli's back. Hopefully, They're, health, they're health, healthy. They're, he- they're healthy.
1: Yeah, you can They're yeah. on
0: the up and up. It it is between those two. Like six and seven, I think is squarely Calgary and Ottawa. Three yeah, weeks I mean, ago, we say Calgary, but right now, power rankings, I've got Calgary number seven.
1: I got to see Masoli play a game. I got to see it. That's, that's I'm why. excited.
0: This is gonna be a good game.
1: Uh, it's exciting just for the league that he's back. Yeah, better quarterback play is never a bad thing for the CFL. All right, so let's go. What is this? Uh, six, six through, through four. four. So yeah, for me that is uh, stamps. That is. This is sixty-four. Is tough for me. I'm gonna go. <laughs> it's Alouettes and Riders. I'm gonna go. Yep. I'm gonna go. Qual- better quality win. I'm gonna go. Owls uh, then Riders. So Owls five riders, riders for and, okay. and i'll do that based off the fact that i i think i said this in the in the in the group text the alouettes really haven't beaten a i got to see them beat a quality team they you know they came yeah. they looked good against the hapless tiger cats and red blacks at you know they played okay they won by they won by they won by a, a major um but against ottawa without Masoli i can't really gauge if that's how good that win is and then they get, they, they played, defense played well against the Bombers, but the offense no showed. So I, I I don't know what to make of them until I see them play like a play well against a better opponent. So I think we'll get so, a, I think we'll get a chance this week uh, to see where they're at. But yeah, got to put sketch ahead. Uh, okay. the two and one in the West. Only losses to, uh, is three to, and one. Three and one, sorry. Three and one. I guess in the West, you mean? Sorry, in the West, yes. Yeah. Uh, only losses, I mean, I guess. I guess you could. I guess you could nag Saskatchewan for the same reason I nagged the Alouettes because two of their wins are against the Elks. They did beat the Stampeders away. Played well in that game. Thought they played fine against. The, oh no, Sorry, they are three one
0: in the West. Yeah. Uh,
1: yep. Thought they looked fine against the Bombers. I mean, the, the defense didn't show up. Uh, played better this week. Uh, I, they're another team. That's why they're sitting at four and five, right? Because their record's good, but I got to see more because there's other teams ahead of them that have the same record that we're putting ahead of them.
0: Damn, Tyler, you convinced me. I had Montreal ahead because, um, I think, yeah, I think obviously a big, tough loss to Winnipeg with nothing moving. And Winnipeg's defense is not not good. Not what good it was. Yeah. At least I don't, don't quite go that far to say it's not good, but it's not what it was. Um, but yeah, so you've convinced me. I've got Ottawa six, Montreal five, Sketch four, um, but I and when we did this power rankings earlier, a very clear delineation between three, lots of space then four. I mean these 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 next three teams, which we agree on, be interesting to see where the the teams shake out for you. BC, Toronto, Winnipeg are your top three. That's clear. So Tyler, let me know. It's you three. have be number three. Just give me three.
1: I'm going. I'm going with Winnipeg and I'm just, okay. which is weird, wow. which is weird. I am going with Winnipeg because their defense is not as trustworthy as it has been mm-hmm. of the, so, so of those three teams, they've all played, uh, I guess Toronto's played one less game than BC and Winnipeg. Um, BC's given up 66 points. Toronto's given up 69 points. Nice. Um, Very nice. uh, Toronto scored more. Already scored more than than Winnipeg. They scored 120 points in one fewer game. Um, BC scored a little bit less at 101 points, but the the, the differential is, mu- is much better. Winnipeg's given up 91 points in four games, and that and that's considering that they gave up three points against the Owls. So they're they're shedding points um, like they haven't before in previous seasons. That is tough. So I I just. They lost. If I'm looking at, it, they lost to BC. Their defense is worse than BC's. Toronto just beat the team that they lost to. I just can't, in good faith, put Winnipeg. I know put, putting them at three feels just kind of slimy, uh, but that's what I'm doing. I'm putting Winnipeg at three. I am putting the BC Lions at number three. Okay,
0: and unfortunately. You know, another one of those things. If we did this last week, BC's number one.
1: Yeah, if we did this last but week, BC's number one. They've had the best. They, they have the best win this season, I would say. Absolutely.
0: I mean, they're looking great. And and I don't know when I texted the group, VA is VA, like he's inconsistent now we were used to seeing VA's inconsistency be within a game or within a series, right? He has not strung together a a bunch of great games and, or, or bad games, like in a, in a series of, of full games, one or the other, it's been gets the ball. It's been one week since you looked at me. Does like some crazy, uh, you know, uh, QB sneak and, Gets loose after the pocket breaks down and throws some wild runner, and that's all great. And in the next play, he like gets
1: sacked. Yes, yeah, and then the next the six, play, the, the six interceptions. I mean, we can talk about it real quick. Like, six, well, interceptions, six interceptions. Six interceptions on a game where you throw for four hundred yards. Six interceptions, buddy. Yeah, that's why. I, and that's another reason I, I think I, I went. If we want to jump to two, I'm putting BC at two. Is because. If you look at the stats, they actually played really well against Toronto. Those six picks are the, the reason that they lost. Um, Absolutely. Now, credit Toronto. you got to playmakers make plays, you know, and picking some of the <laughs> offs. You know, just as as unimpressive as it is to throw six picks on the other side, it's very impressive for to, a defense to have six interceptions. So um, BC goes two for me just simply because the, I, I, that, okay. that, that win against Winnipeg was so dominant. The way they won, right? They didn't eke out a win against Winnipeg. They they punched them in the, in the face. Um, so I gotta give them the benefit of the doubt, and BC at at home is just a, another another animal. Um, I think than on the road. Don't I think BC's I think BC's gonna win a lot of, of home games this season. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going going BC at two, just simply because I can't put Winnipeg ahead of them because just because of the way that they lost to BC, and I can't get faith. T- t- Toronto's the defending champs. They're obviously my one. Toronto, the defending champs. Beat Winnipeg last time they played them. Beat BC, the last time they played them. At some point, I gotta just say, tip of the cap. They are, they, they, they're <laughs> they're scoring they're scoring points in bunches. I mean, they are. I mean, they got what 45, 45 points against what we kind of think it was the consensus best defense uh, going into last week. Forty three against the Alex, thirty two against the Tyke. I mean, they're they're putting them up. So credit where credit yeah, is. I think, credit where I think credit Toronto is. Toronto
0: is one of those things where everyone is overperforming what we thought they would. Like we thought that AJ would be good, but maybe not elite yet. And he's turned out to be one of the, you know, a top five.
1: Um, I'd say top CFA. top three or four, maybe kind of get into that territory. Okay. We'll just give
0: it to you. I'll to you yeah. every point. Come on now. <laughs> and Chad Kelly, a much better, you know, than we expected. Um, we kind of poo-pooed, the uh, receiving core, just because there were no big names, right? Uh, Curly was was number one. And Mars Curly's Daniels, not even doing anything, right? You know, and then so guys like Cam Phillips, Dijon Brissette, um, you know, these guys stepped up. Uh, but even so, I'm not convinced by Toronto, and I do have them at number two. That is, I've got crazy. It, I can't, I can't not do it. I, Winnipeg has shown the cracks in a big way. But I still do feel that Zach Caleros is playing his best football. Um and you know the BC game, I, I don't know what would, I don't know what to say there. Yeah, but CK, yeah, you can't really defend this a kind of an indefensible I, one. I, I can't I, I have no, nothing to say there. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that Winnipeg is still the best team in the CFL. It's uh, amazing, sta- and I stunned by it. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> it's, the team that they lost to gets gets dropped to three. The team that they actually both two teams that they lost to. Them. Well, I
0: mean, they but they lost they lost to a a different team, and good. I and and that's and I think that's a big reason why BC is behind. I don't want to get into floors and ceilings, but. I mean,
1: Toronto's got a, BC's I mean, floor
0: this, is lower than Toronto or Winnipeg's.
1: That's that's fair. I think Toronto's got a very high floor. I think their defense is 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 solid. That I agree with. I think, I think Toronto of the three
0: super, has the highest floor.
1: Like they just don't. I, they're going to come out every week. I, I like. I think if you're if you play Toronto, you better be presci- prepared to score thirty points. I honestly think you need 30. And I think it's, I think to your point, the receivers aren't sexy, but there's no top receiver. Maybe I think teams have kind of basically decided to take out Curly Giddens. I mean, Curly Giddens had the shoulder injury fair enough, but I think that he's sort of like gets the, the top draw of the cornerbacks. And it just mm-hmm. leaves guys like Brissett and Cam Phillips and DeVirus Daniels against sort of lesser cornerbacks. And they're great mm-hmm. and they're and they're good enough receivers. And so they're just getting there. You know, each of those guys getting four catches a game and, and, you know, they're just spreading the ball around. Uh, you know, it makes it a different type of offense than I think the other teams in the CFO where you've got like Winnipeg, like they look their best when Dalton shown is, is catching balls and scoring and getting in the end zone. Um, and, and when Olivera is running over people, you know, BC looks their best when VA is finding, uh, Dom rhymes. Um, they don't really necessarily need to get great performances out of the running back. They, they, but they do need guys like Dom Rimes to fund because he's got like almost all of their receiving touchdowns. It's crazy. He's got like five already. Um, but Toronto is an interesting one because AJ's, again, you got to respect AJ and maybe that even helps open up these sort of receivers. So yeah, Toronto is it's a tough one. They're really balanced. Um, it's not as explosive, I think maybe as we've seen like Winnipeg be and maybe when Kenny Lawler comes back for Winnipeg, they look even you know, maybe they're they're back to form, Uh but yeah, really impressed with Toronto this season. Did not expect them to come out and be in three in three and zero. I did not. Yeah,
0: do and do not fans listeners take my number two for Toronto as any sort of slight. Uh The top three are leagues above the the bottom oh, six. Major that, separation. Major separation. major separation. That power ranking between the three, I can see it be in flux throughout. Um, We'll see what BC can do against Montreal, what what Winnipeg can do against Calgary. That may be a different top three order when we get, you know, here next week. Uh, Toronto taking a well-deserved second bye week of the season, uh, but they come back against uh, Montreal. We'll we'll see what, what happens there, but kind of arbitrary for me, the three, but that is what it is. So, all right, let us move on well, pa- pa- to... Power,
1: power rankings in and of themselves are an arbitrary exercise, so go ahead and be arbitrary. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our picks for the week. My phone just died. I was looking looking it up. So, Tyler, can you be John uh, for
1: today? Can I be John? Uh, so, last week, I uh, believe you and... Uh, all three of us—uh, you, me, Peter—all went two and one. Um, I had the I, I did uh have the Toronto pick, so you know credit where credit is due. I did I did uh, I did back the boys um at BMO last week. Did make a whole. Like, I can't believe I picked. I'm so disgusted with myself for picking the Elks against Ottawa. What a. What a just. <laughs> just I'll say John. The, I was John's confidence. It seriously has bled, bled into some of my picks. John's confidence from two years ago for the Elks for me somehow like still is like kind of lodged in some deep part of my skull. And every now and then I'll go. Every now and then I'll just go. Yeah, the Elks could win that game. Yeah. I, well, think it, can, it's I think, think they could do it. Where... I should have I should have gone three and zero. That was a really yeah. that was really dumb of me. So I mean, uh
0: we think they're due. But there's but watching them play, there's no reason to think that they would be due for anything other than crushing defeats. Whether yeah. that means crushing Un- like unbornable. letting victory slip through their hands or just actually getting curb stomped twenty six seven. I'm, go, I'm going on to the. For, I'm going on to the for Twitter. Edmonton, real 12 11 is just as bad as 26 7. It hurts.
1: It actually is worse. It hurts more because. It totally is. It, the And the way, and just you know, back to the beginning of the pod, the way they just lost that game. I mean, you just how do you go to it, practice? How do you go to? What's the point of these practices? That's kind of like how I would be feel going into these. Like, what's the point of, of it all? Um, so the overall standings right now, I believe. Um, uh, you and uh you and peter are both um 11 and four okay uh and then i am uh two behind both of you at nine and five and then john is is one behind me at at eight and six yep so yeah, uh, John and I were tied in both fantasy, and uh, which is crazy, tied in fantasy and preds through the first three weeks. Uh, we are now a little bit of separation on the pred side, but I'm still still wagon behind you and Pete, who have been pretty hot to start the year. So pretty cred-
0: hot, it feels good. It feels credit, good with hot. credit, 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 credit is due. <laughs> I'm feeling,
1: I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm feeling shaky every every pred I make. I don't, you know, when you when you pred unconfidently. It shows. You're
0: and playing I am, scared, you just can't I'm play. play
1: I am absolutely playing scared. I think the toronto <laughs> the Toro- the Toronto pick uh, was the first time I didn't play scared this season. So okay. I'm hoping I'm hoping that bleeds into this week. So we we both preded, uh Saskatchewan. Uh, Peter did not make a pred. Um, did not. So you've now, by de facto, technically speaking, right now, you are in the lead of preds. That feels uh, good. So feels good. so we all gained to gained a game, to game on Peter. Even even John did not pick Edmonton. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody had the stones to do it. Um, although it would have looked good until the last minute of the game. Um, so we've got first up, let's go Winnipeg Calgary. Um, that is the next game, that is that is tonight's game, it, or I guess t- tonight being uh Friday night.
0: Yeah, I, I've just got to go with Winnipeg on this one. As shaky as they have looked at times, I still think they are, like I've said, the best team in the league. Um, when Oliveira's on, they've they've still got a great receiving core. Dembski is back. You know, I don't want to blame everything on him having a child, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, and, and Calgary, I, I think, is, is just struggling. I mean, they're struggling to find... Their, I mean, injuries aside, Calgary's kind of struggling to find their identity where... Toronto is a bunch of bruisers. BC is uh, uh, bruisers in terms of, of high scoring. You know, jam it down and throw on offensive-wise. BC's got that uh, high-flying offense with a very strong D. Sketch is a pretty strong D. Edmonton sucks all around. <sighs> Ottawa's got flashes of defense. Like, all of these teams have kind of an identity. Calgary, I think, could be very good certainly if they had all their players they could be very, very good. Very good. Yeah. But since they don't, I think you just have to go with Winnipeg on this one. Yes. If Calgary pulls it out, that'll be I'll be very surprised.
1: A fully loaded healthy Stampeder's team on offense is a certainly a top 3 or 4 offense in this league. Um I mean Saskatchewan has a good defense and when they had Malik Henry on the field and they kind of got clicking they were they started to they started to find the holes in a very good defense and they started to look like the team at least for about two quarters there who we thought they were they've looked they've had flashes of brilliance you could say that about the St. Peters this season they they had moments against BC and especially in the end of the game they looked competent uh, and better than competent but yeah just too many weapons down yeah you, you got to go with Winnipeg you just after that defensive performance against the Alouettes, you know, I, I I was tempted to go Calgary here, right? This is kind of like a, kind of like a suckers, like a, a letdown kind of suckers game, right? Like, totally. Winni- like Winnipeg, totally. Winnipeg loses, loses big against BC. They come out and they go, we're not going to lose against the Alouettes. We are not, we refuse to like regress. They come out and they sort of defense makes their point against the alouettes And they say, okay, we're kind of over that hump. Like the BC game was an apparition. So everything here says, they they like kind of relax yeah. after that I'm against hundred percent with you. Against the Stampeders, especially in injured Stampeders. And I do think that the bye week for the Stampeders last week it's so tempting. I'm going with Winnipeg, but I am I'm telling you that this is gonna be probably closer for those reasons I just gave than anything. And I also do think that this gave the Stampeders two weeks to, to come up with a game plan. Teams have yeah. been teams have been able to run the ball at times on the Blue Bombers. Dedrick Mills is totally capable of doing that. I think if you're the Stampeders, your new identity has to be, we give Dedrick Mills the ball 15 to 18 times a game and we try to get creative with who who and spread the ball around. Maybe Trey, I picked up, so by the way, Trey Odom's Dukes replaces Malik Henry on my fantasy roster. He's been their best receiver outside of Malik Henry to start the season. Perhaps that's the guy that steps up uh, to be their number one in this thing. But yeah, they've got to get creative um I don't think they're out of it and I don't think this Winnipeg game is an indicator of where they're at I think when they start playing some east teams um and and some of their in the elks give them games some, some dubs against the elks uh and the Tie cats maybe uh, we can start maybe seeing see them where for where they are so yeah Winnipeg
0: Nice. All right. Well, Tyler, tell me where you're at on the battle in the
1: east. Oh, and uh, John picked Winnipeg as well for the record. Peter has not. We'll say this. I'll say this four different times. Peter has not submitted picks this week. (laughs) The
0: battle of the least in the east, Tyler. Who you got? Does Hamilton break into the winners' column?
1: I am picking Hamilton. Uh, and I'm picking them for these reasons. I know they, the, it's not the anti-Masoli pick, but also I, I want to see Jeremiah Masoli play a game before I just anoint him as ba- as fully back. Um, I'm going with the Ticats for these two reasons. One, Matthew Schultz looked totally competent in his start. He threw for over 300 yards last time he played. Um, I don't think Hamilton can be as bad as, as they've been. It's a home game. And it's coming off of a buy, so they've had they've had the last they'll have have had two weeks to figure it out. I'm just trusting in the coaching staff that with the, that roster, which is has talent on it, that they've yeah. that's they've kind of gone and looked over some film and figured out what they could do better moving forward. And I take that over a player who hasn't thrown a ball in a in a in a meaningful game in over a year. So I'm going with Hamilton at home. I think if this were in Ottawa, I'd, I might go swing the other way. But I'll, I'll, yeah. give, I'll give the Thai cats at home. I'm giving it to them.
0: Okay. I am going with Ottawa on this one. Um, I think Schultz is going to struggle a little bit with a, a solid Ottawa um, pass rush. I'm also not in on Masoli. I ran Harris this week on my fantasy team. Um, so definitely interested to see where Jeremiah is at, but yeah, not expecting fireworks would, I mean, I am certainly leaving open the possibility. I would never say that he's, he can't be back. I won't say that Masoli is going to just struggle a little bit getting back into the groove. Um, there's, there's no chance that he just comes back all guns blazing. It's definitely a possibility, but, um, we're going to allow him some time to get back, but I think it's going to be enough coupled with the, the pass rush and the, the coverage D the pass coverage D for Ottawa is going to be enough to push them over the edge with Hamilton.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's also like this game. It, I think if Masoli hadn't gone through all this, this, the injury and everything, um, that the storyline would be more about Jeremiah Masoli Hamilton revenge game. Um, I think his injury overshadows any like kind of kind of that being the, the byline. Uh, but I think it's just it's just good to have him back i I hope he plays well um I think it's better for the league when, when Otto is good um and when he's playing well he can be he can be one of the top three quarterbacks uh, in the CFO yeah. um, I mean
0: certainly not going up against Dane Brown brings back a lot of those like
1: brings tamps down
0: the revenge game. You know, that's kind of a let bygones be bygones. We, we've moved past that now. They've moved on to a new quarterback. Masoli, I think, roundly proved that he was the superior quarterback to to Dane, um when I say Brown, Dane Evans. Yeah. Sorry, Dane Evans. Um Masoli has proven that, that he's, Better than Dane Evans, um, so I think there's less of the chip on his shoulder, but still definitely a a, a big game. I mean, this is this is a let's is see. A let's see. Game I'm I'm
1: game, interested to see the first time a pass rusher gets in his face, or he's kind of got to like move the pocket. Like, what what's what's his is his, his instinct to just like protect himself, or is he gonna make is he gonna be making plays? I think that's gonna be the interesting part because I really do think yeah. when you have a bad injury like that and you miss that much time you know, the first time that you have to deal with a a sort of getting tackled or sacked or some pressure, you know, what's Mm. your, what's your, what's your instinct? And that's where instinct is going to take over. You're either going to, it's going to be fight or flight. You're either going to say, I need to prepare myself to get hit and how I'm going to fall on the ground and make sure that I don't get hurt. Or am I going to keep my eyes downfield, find the receiver that's open because they've sent an extra, an extra blitz. So I I think yeah this is gonna be a tell us a lot about the East moving forward this game for me this is a big like what does the East look like for the rest of the season this like my, it might start at this game you know is Hamilton gonna actually figure it out and make a run at this thing or are they gonna you know start zero four and basically take themselves out of the picture early on um, Ottawa's not as desperate for them after the the win against the Elks uh, but I do think they're in also a similar position don't want to start out would this make them one and four oh yeah yeah also you just no uh, one and three oh. again like i think yeah. Ham- i think this is a big game for yeah, also big three. game for hamilton big game for hamilton oh they, certainly they, certainly they gotta have it i think oh and four i think they're out of the picture already especially with Masoli back the alouettes look at least co- good toronto they're not gonna catch so to me this is like tie cats like Put up or shut up time. It's know, time to turn it around. Put up or shut up time. I know it's week five of 21, but I mean, it's it, this is a crucial game for them. So uh, John has also gone with Ottawa. Not surprising. John, John, you can't fault him. He, he, he stands by his man. Um, <laughs> Indeed. So last game, Matt, you want to lead us in? This one I could see
0: going either way. Um, But I am sticking with BC on this. Um, I've got – my big problem is I I focus too much on quarterback play. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I do think that that's a fairly healthy barometer of – I mean, there's been very few teams that have overcome poor quarterback play. We've talked about it before. You know, the uh, 2019 Bombers, not even poor, but just mediocre – um I I just really can't think of a a team. Maybe you can say Kadeem Carey. I, you definitely can say Kadeem Carey elevated the um the Stampeders when they were struggling both with Bo and with Jake, but it was wasn't enough to carry them through. Right. So I, I just anyways, that my mind just goes to how are the quarterbacks playing and and that's generally just my barometer for picking a team and VA is a better quarterback than Cody uh, I think VA had a huge fluky game where he got out of sorts um don't know what to to say about that but but also like you mentioned he threw for 400 yards it's not like he has a, a bum arm and he's just out there you know, yeah, <laughs> and three, an three, an, 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 three out three and three touchdowns. So like yeah,
1: it's not, it's not like he couldn't like find 388. It.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So I, I I think VA is gonna elevate the team. I saw that the Miz is was out on practice today on Thursday. So hopefully he can make it back. He's been a huge benefit for the team to replace what they lost with James Butler. Um, so if he's, if he's back, I feel even more confident uh, with this pick. But
1: I'm going with BC. I'm going with BC f- f- for some other reasons, actually. Not th- nothing to do with quarterback play. It's actually to do with the Alouettes' not-so-great offensive line. Um, Cody's already been sacked 15 times in three games. Uh, and the running game has not gotten where- off like it should. Um I don't know how much of that is Willie standbacks coming back from injury but only 150 yards um, in his first three games I think we were expecting more I know that he was the top running back t- or the second running back taken in the fantasy draft so I mean the expectations were high and when he was he was healthy he was the best I would say the best running back in the CFL uh, over kadim actually just because of the amount of touches wow. he was get he was he when he was healthy he was um, yeah. he, and I mean, that's totally fair. And I I just think, um, yeah, Jason Moss just doesn't like Cody Fajardo that much because he just lets him get smacked around. Uh, Cody had a had a dumb quote this week. Um, Where is it? Hold on one second. I got to find it. Um, He sounds like a guy who's scared of of the sacks, by the way, after this. I was the most sacked what quarterback. Well would you be? Let, 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 <laughs> let, 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 let me find I would be terrified. I'm gonna let me just get the quote. Okay. I was the most sacked quarterback last year, and I feel that prepared me. But honestly, we're two and one and the sacks are just something like people like to talk about statistically. It hasn't crossed my mind once. I'm not about being paranoid or panicked at all. <laughs> Sounds like a guy who's panicked and paranoid about being sacked. Methinks <laughs> he, he doth protest too much. Ninety-two sacks in twenty-four in twenty-four games. Dude, the guy is just ninety-two just sacks. Kill ninety-two yeah. sacks in twenty-four games. That's like oh, that's it's somewhere like between four and five a game, and that does not even count all the hits he takes when he goes when he runs. That is just. Uh, uh, can't keep letting him get hit. I mean, one of these hits is going to go bad. He's going to, it's going to be going to get hit and he's going to hurt his shoulder or something. Like, they, they got to figure it out. And BC, uh, the same, I, I think if you, if you guys listened to the pod last week, I said that B, the, the uh, Winnipeg would be kind of out for blood after that loss to BC. Just sort of, you know, w- that's not who we are. And we're going to go show that's not who we are. And their defense came in and absolutely, I think, unfortunately, for, for out the Alouettes, they're going to get that performance from another defense again this week if, <laughs> because if you're if you're the bc defense you know you played so well against winnipeg to go give up 45 points now fair enough the interceptions did skew that right short fields um get the other team having more opportunities to score they're gonna come out ho- is this this is in bc right yes home game and they are gonna be hungry <laughs> I think it's a total mismatch. I think this could get sideways real fast. Really? on Montreal. Interesting. I think that D line is going to be coming for Cody. So, uh, yeah, I think it's BC. I think it's BC in a in a big one. That being said, I am starting Keon Julian Grant because it's the ball's got to go somewhere. So, <laughs> and he's been well, really. We'll just have to see. He's been he's been playing well this year. So, uh, yeah and then John also went with BC I believe. Very nice. So I think the only odd the only odd pick out of the bunch was me picking Hamilton I, depending on what, what Peter picks. If Peter if Peter picks if, Pe- big Peter, if Peter did not submit a pick for either of the final two games that we've just discussed. So we'll we'll leave that as a cliffhanger.
0: All right. Well, let's get into quickly fantasy. This was a wild one because well, Peter didn't set a lineup and <laughs> I was Beset by bye week and injuries. And I didn't have a quarterback because Trevor Harris was out, and I had already swapped in Arbuckle from Asoli, and then Tyree Adams started. Um, So I was out. I I only scored 20.8 points, which was just barely enough to beat Peter at 19.4, who actually had a – he didn't set a lineup. I did, so – (laughs) embarrassing to to only eke out a a minor victory over peter for third place uh tyler you were second for the week at 76.3 and john had a great week uh, behind keon hatcher uh, at 83 so that jumped john and you it totally flipped the standings totally flipped it so uh john's at 271.9 tyler you're right behind at 265.2 and then now peter and i are way back peter at in third at 235.2 me in the basement 232.8 uh a wild one so hopefully we can let me look
1: at the lineups everybody lineup set uh i don't think peter's a set cause he's still got taylor cornelius in there oh taylor peter's... cornelius
0: played oh buddy the, <laughs> taylor cornelius played like everything Gino did not uh kb kevin brown did um peter peter the peter. rest of his uh lineup is is gonna play but yeesh yeah
1: not a so. it's gonna I, be Interesting. Not a not a. Peter's gonna. I think you're. I think you're catching Peter this week because of his uh, inattentiveness. I mean, he, he the guy just doesn't have the stamina to be. I mean, he had. He, he looked maybe like a champ, champ for the season for through three weeks. But let's be honest. It was. <laughs> it was never gonna happen, Peter. Not gonna happen. Fantasy Peter is just per, kind of permanent basement boy, and I think we've just we've kind of just started now in the heading in that direction. Matt, you're fu- Matt. You're gonna be fine. I think so. We're gonna be. I fine. think so. I,
0: yeah. Anyways, I am rough rider heavy, which I do feel a little bit of uh, consternation about. But we're gonna just cruise ahead. So
1: yeah, fight. Just just fight. Just fight through it. T Harris is gonna have. <laughs> I think T. I think T Harris is gonna pop up with those like kind of like games. You're like, holy crap! T Harris is amazing. Like 400 yards against Winnipeg games, and I think he's gonna have games like where he just against. He also played well against Calgary. You know, it's just gonna be. Weirdly, I think he plays up to competition. I think in against the Alex he's had his two kind of dud games. I think he just plays up when they play better teams. He just sort of is a little more motivated. I don't know why. It's kind of a shame for Saskatchewan that it's that way, but yeah, he just does just enough to win against the lesser opponents. Um, I'm a little worried. I'm a little, I'm not worried about my team. I've already, I've got only one more free agent, or yeah, I've only got one more uh, move I can make. I kind of made my moves early. Picked up Keon Julian Grant has been who's been the Montreal best receiver so far this season. Kind of went in early on the players who I, I think, looked good early and may be able to maintain that. But yeah, Tyquan Mizzell, he only got six carries last week. Granted, they were chasing the game. That kind of I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Um, he was getting the rock a lot. I don't know. We'll see. I think John's I think John's team's looking scary. With Caleros and Olivera is looking really good. Uh, Dunbar, Hatcher. His flex is kind of, you know, uh, Rashid Bailey's on his flex. I mean, I had Rashid Bailey last season. Very frustrating fantasy player. Shows up one week, disappears the next. But he's got Kenny Lawler coming back. I mean, he's Winnipeg heavy, but that's not a bad thing to be. No, not. At all, not yeah. at all. I mean, I'm I'm I've got Dalton. Am I like basically the only other player person in fantasy who starts a, a Winnipeg? But you have Dembski. Okay, P- Dembski, I think yeah. Peter might be the only one who doesn't have a Winnipeg player. Bad move, Pete. Always terrible. Hit. Always have terrible. a Always have a Winnipeg player. Just at least one. Um, <laughs> stamps D, stamps D could get could get ugly this week. I'm a little worried. But I think I, <laughs> I'm tempted to not start a D and just take the take the zero rather than. T- <laughs> Rather than dip, <laughs> rather than dip into the negatives, I think. He, did you have a negative last week? I think
0: I had negative one for the BC defense.
1: Yeah, we'll keep the stamps DN, but I'm not. I'm expecting t- three or less. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Hey, good pod. Good pod. Uh, yeah. Hey. So follow
0: us on Twitter, twitter.com/shepsnpreds, and send listener feedback to preds at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening
1: Tyler anything to uh, sign off with send these people home uh, yeah I wrote another piece uh, another oh. Aston, Aston Villa piece uh, for the 7500 to hold, uh sports nation blog uh, it's out uh, it's quite good you should read it if you like Aston Villa probably as all of you do um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah have a great weekend very cool alright see you guys